Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm excited to have three people on the podcast with me today, three friends who are great conversationalists. And basically what we're going to do today is have a conversation group um, on the podcast, which is, you know, all that is, is we're going to raise a variety of topics and discuss them. And I hope you'll kind of ponder this stuff right along with us and maybe grab a friend of yours or two or three and, and talk about these topics later or pick your own and do the same thing. So let me do a quick introduction. Um, last, uh, the last podcast that was released here on Faith Conversations was with my good friend and former co-host in our radio days, Melinda Schmidt, and she's back. So Melinda, welcome hi. Back. Hi, hi. Hi. And uh, another friend also from those radio days, our engineer, Mark Bretta is with us. Hi, Mark. Hey, Hi, Mark. Hey, good to be here. And I should say, Melinda is in California. Mark is in Nashville, Tennessee. And then my other friend is only two blocks away from me, Michelle Van Loon, <laughs> but a former Chicago friend. And we both made this uh, migration to Sarasota, Florida. And Michelle has been on the podcast a number of times as well. So Michelle, welcome back. Hi, Michelle. It's so fun to be able to hang out with you guys. And Michelle was on Midday Connection with us back in our Chicago days. Yes. Many times. Uh, so all yes. of us have worked together in different contexts. And yeah. uh, we should also mention, Melinda, you and I um, have had conversations groups in Chicago as well as where we are now. Um, and Michelle was in your Chicago conversation group. I know. Right? I know. We so missed her when she moved to Sarasota. Oh, I missed you guys too. Then I got plugged into one here. Thanks to your former co-host and <laughs> my neighbor. Basically, so it's, it's so good. Basically, we basically, can't not we're talk. always talking all the time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, Mark, who are you talking with these days? Yeah, oh, yeah right. I know it's, uh, it's, it's a here and there. I wish, you know, I should start one here. I should start yes. a group here, but I yeah. mean, I have decent conversations with people, you know, with friends here and there that can get deep, but it's not as regular as I'd like it to be. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know there is something purposeful or what, well, yes. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a date on the calendar for a true real conversation group. And that does, uh, right. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've asked each of you to bring topics today. And, you know, we may, we'll see how many we get to, but we were talking before I hit the record button. Um, and I said, you know, let's start with something lighter because, uh, the world is not exactly a light place these days. Right. And, and give me your opinions, actually just go around the, the circle. Um, is the, is it heavier today um, than ever, or has it always been heavier, but we're 
just noticing it more. Let's start Michelle with you, then Mark, and then Melinda. I think as we go through our lives and accumulate our own experiences, you know, as years pass and years turn into decades, um, we're carrying our own weight. And so the weight that the world puts on us, I think maybe feels heavier. This is um, a little bit connected to the question of mine that we may be talking about at some point, but I think the world is hard. If I lived in 1939 in Europe, I would think that the end was about to happen. And it kind of was. So I don't know. That's, that's mine. What do you guys think? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm going to probably come from a totally different perspective in the sense of, of course, pandemic wise, we all felt um, waves of heaviness. And then maybe for me, Sometimes I've chosen to ignore, you know, like watching the news or hearing people's opinions. And so I'm not saying that I'm living in a more happy-go-lucky feeling, but, you know, when they say ignorance is bliss, that cliche, it kind of is maybe for this wave of time for me. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't feel it, like, or that I have felt it, because I, I know even just two years ago, you know, you feel like you could get away, like, hey, I'll go down to Florida or I'll go out to California. No, we couldn't get away from it anywhere. Even if you wanted to go to Canada or London, it was like, right. wow, you cannot get away from this. You'd have to go to another planet or something to, to not feel what was going on around <laughs> us. So, yeah, I mean, it's, so for me, it was yeah. definitely an ebb and flow of feelings. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, thanks. Melinda, thoughts on that? Well, I would say, Mark, you're, you're kind of saying two things. You're saying, you know, ignorance is bliss for these times and for these days. And you're referencing, you're, you're actually referencing what is the mm -hmm. truth, which is we've been through global trauma, um, to, to quote a book I'm reading right now. And, um, I think ignorance is bliss is really a way mm -hmm. to choose to, to deal with it and to watch our intake and everything. But nevertheless, we all mm -hmm. have experienced global trauma. And so now I think we're trying to figure out how do we process that? And Michelle, you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, we carry our own weight of things that are going on. And I think we have our ways of, of, of coping with it, but yeah, yeah. I think these are tough times. Definitely. Well, more than tough times. <laughs> I think they've been a, a time of trauma. Um, I heard someone say, mm. this is our version of World War II. Wow. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. And I'll, I'll add to your, uh, uh, to your sentence there, add a word in uh, a time of prolonged mm. trauma or what it certainly yes. feels like prolonged trauma. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, in light of that, as I said, heavy, uh, but we'd start light. <laughs> Let's go back to the light <laughs> for just a second. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm just going to ask. What are your three most used emojis, everybody? Oh, <laughs> oh, three, that's, my, that's my big, big, heavy question. <laughs> what are your three most used emojis? I, I it took me no time to, yeah, to come to me think either, of this. really. Yeah, none. Well, you go first then. Yeah, but, let's hear you yours. Say, you know? All right, I have and, to think. and then I'll go to Mark because because Mark said it took him no time either. So my three most used. Are, is the laughing one with yes. the tears coming out the eyes. 
the one uh-huh. that's blowing the party oh, favor nice. that I love that one too. I use uh-huh. that a lot. And, and then just mm. thumbs up mm. that one. I, those are the three I probably use the most. Yeah. I mean, mine is the, the crying okay. laughing the one mark. is also my first one. So I, I think my <laughs> phone puts them in the order that I've used them. And then it's sort of like the squinty <laughs> laugh and, and oh, then yes, the, yes. the cheesy mm-hmm. smile, you know, with the teeth, the cheesy smile one. Yeah. I like yeah. that and then, one. Then, and then the sideways yes. um, crying laughing, I guess it's supposed to be rolling on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. is that what that is? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that's what that was supposed to. Thank you. I didn't know what that was supposed to mean. I used that too. Didn't know it. Oh, I like that. Oh. I think Mark is already telling us a lot about himself. I okay. First, right. ignorance is bliss, the whole bliss thing. Yeah. And now all his emojis right. are laughter laughing. or smiling. Right. Well, yes. I mean, Mark, this is why we like you. I mean, so, if we, I, this is why we like you so much. Totally. I want to live in your well, world. I mean, Mark. like I said, <laughs> Mark's one of my favorite people right. to laugh with. Right. You're absolutely one of my favorite oh, people yeah, to laugh yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, Ebb and Flow, like my next set is probably the one with the eyes X'd out <laughs> and then the, the despair <laughs> face and the eye roll. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so great. fits you, Mark. Hey, That's so Mark, great. Thanks for going to the next to the next list. <laughs> yeah, that, we really right. ought to do that. It shows, right. It's a whole spectrum yes. of things. Thank you. So Melinda or Michelle, who's next? <laughs> I think I use the the um emoji oh, with nice. the sunglasses on a lot. Ooh. Oh. Huh. What does that how, mean? What does that mean to you? Um it just mm-hmm. like I'm cool with traveling <laughs> incognito, um, <laughs> obviously, and then um, I use the heart a lot, yeah. and um, my next one is probably a tie between a, just oh, the wow, palm nice. tree and smiley mm-hmm. face, mm. so okay. there you go, but I know I use that one with the sunglasses <laughs> a lot. So what it means to you, you asked Michelle what it means to you, because the sunglasses one just means cool, but she said she likes being cool yeah. incognito, which I love. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I know. As if anybody knew me, they would go, Stop. you're not cool. <laughs> you're kind of a nerd. No, no. Not what we're thinking. Not, no, yeah. totally not what we're thinking. Oh, that is, that's great. All well, right. I think that meaning thing is interesting too, because just recently I heard that what we think are those praying hands are really the high five. You know, the, it means really? things. That, really? yeah, yeah, but who knows? I mean, is that the International right. Emoji Council? I mean, I don't know. Or, or the metaverse or namaste. I, oh, right. I have friends who think you it's know. namaste. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny to think how we're using mm-hmm. these and how people are interpreting them. Oh, that's true. Right? How do we know? Okay. My, I would say mine is the shocked mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. with eyes wide open. <laughs> yes. Um, laughing and thumbs up. I use that in the heart a lot. Um, but when I looked at my screen here, yeah, um, I see it's, uh, my latest <laughs> ones are the shrug oh, yes. thumbs up and, and thinking about something. What's the thinking about something? Does that feel like this? What does that look you like? Know, when it goes, holds sun, its yeah. chin oh, yes. 
You mean yeah. every time I've sent that to you, you don't know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, 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 well, I knew you sent the shrug a lot and I always think, oh, I got to find where that is. I got to look for that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, also there's a difference. I realized when I asked the question that I, I, the emojis are different when you're picking the emojis, as opposed to on text conversations, you have a limited number on text conversations. Mm-hmm. Mine are different there. Um, and so I think that's from, interesting from, from the, you know, minor, cause there's not, you know, can't get a laughing face or at least I don't know how to, it's just the ha ha. And I use the exclamation points a lot. Cause I'm like, yeah, oh, that the reactions, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The reactions, you know, Oh, you mean the, the reaction? reaction? Yes. Oh, um, that's they what need I mean. More of those. Don't they? They, they, they need many more of those on text. I think yeah. also my emojis on my iPhone are different than my emojis. Oh, on my yeah. Oh, because they don't have the, the finger heart that's on my oh. MacBook, but not on my phone. Hmm. Oh, okay. I have updated everything. Oh yeah. yeah be I know you were thinking that <laughs> to hear what Engineer. other people use a lot. Like, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're a middle school boy, you're going to probably use the poop emoji oh, way more than true. somebody right. my age. Oh. Yes. <laughs> So age-related emojis. That's Good really catch. fun. So this is what I want. I would love for you to email producer at anitalustria.com. Just don't say anything. Just give three emojis. <laughs> yes. Just do your Oh, that's great. Right? I'll forward them survey. to uh, Melinda, Michelle, and Mark. They'll get a kick out of that too. Great. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh, that felt good. Laughing always feels good. So thank you, friends. Well, let's see, where should we go now? Michelle, let's, mm-hmm. let's go with your question. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, let's have some whiplash. <laughs> That's what I figured. Go from a discussion emoji. of emojis. Well, it's like life, like, like it, life right now, right? It's, it is, it is. Um, well, a little bit of context for the question. Um, and I bump up against this kind of um, tendency in people, I think, that are older, um, certainly more than younger people. And that is to look back on the period of their youth, or perhaps the period when their parents were young, especially um, their parents talked a lot about like how awesome it was to live in the 50s and how fun it was. I have a friend who wishes that he could go back to the 1970s because it was just so great living in the 70s and it was more for him um i think an experience of um that he didn't have a lot of responsibilities the weight of the world wasn't on his shoulders the weight of his world wasn't so much on his shoulders because when i look back at the 70s i think about the Vietnam War and Watergate and gas lines and hostages being taken. Like, I had a great time in the 70s, but that I think the world was pretty hard then. Mm. So my question is, as we get older, what role do we allow nostalgia to play in our lives? Can nostalgia be a beneficial thing? more and more, you know, like if 
if I go to the pool, we live in this community of people that are over 55. And if somebody brings along music, it's the greatest hits of the seventies and early eighties, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and so it's more nostalgia and, you know, music and the music world. There's, there's lots of reasons that we're not all listening to the same thing. Our kids and our grandkids aren't listening to the same kinds of things, but um, more than music, it is, um, how much, how much does nostalgia, can it be beneficial in our lives? What do you guys think? Um, I'll jump in. What I was thinking is I recently heard, um, David French and Curtis Chang on the podcast and get the name good faith, um, talk about somewhat about this, Michelle, they were describing how, well, we were talking earlier about global trauma and they were talking about how unprepared we were for trauma and that really we had lived several decades in kind of la la land. And they were pointing out exactly what you said about the seventies. They said the seventies were actually worse than what we have now. And they listed all those things and more. I think there was something with the cold war mm -hmm. and something oh, with sure. Afghanistan. So kudos to you for, for recognizing all that. I couldn't have pulled that up on my own um, quickly, but they said, um, yeah, that actually those days were more difficult than now, but we have been unprepared for what we are going through now, potential recession and, and everything else. So I guess anyway, how, how I think about this is less about nostalgia and maybe it's because I heard their podcast. I think about living in la la land that sometimes nostalgia is this glam view of glamorized view of the past. You know how, when someone passes away, we're just always like, they were this and they were that magical thinking. Thank yeah. you to, uh, I know what's yeah. her name. <laughs> um, our, uh, a friend of ours, um, you know, Michelle, Jim judge, um, said, I don't want any of that at my funeral someday. I want mm -hmm. someone to tell the real stuff about me because funerals are full of a wonderful. So we kind of get locked into this space where whatever something meant to us, um, is it was meaningful, but possibly yeah, glamorized. And so I think, I think that I can do that with the past and think, well, that was better, you know, than now. Now, how does that to your, to your question, how does that influence my current thinking? I'm not really sure, except that I, I don't think it's clear thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's realistic all the time. I don't think it's authentic. So I think it maybe keeps me um, from having an opinion or decision that's well-balanced. I, I read a definition of nostalgia is rejection of the present for mm. an imagined wow. past. Oh, that's, oh, say that again. Great. I'm writing it down. The rejection. the rejection of the present for an imagined past. And it, it's interesting. I even think back to um, my own high school years. And there was a big, big surge of nostalgia for the 50s, whether yes. it was the TV show Happy Days or the movie American Graffiti. There was a little bit of a nod to some of the styles 
that kind of got recirculated, you know, um, I remember having saddle shoes in eighth grade, which um, now, <laughs> but I, I was wearing my emoji cool sunglasses when, <laughs> in my head when I was wearing them. So, <laughs> but that, but that like, there was that kind of revisiting of the, the fifties as those were the real good old days. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to hear people say, no, the seventies were, or I've heard some millennials talk about the nineties were their good old days. Well, they, they mm -hmm. were our youth, but that imagined past, um, I think gets in the way of our present. I don't know. What do you guys think? How do you think it gets in the way of our present? Um, if it tends to mm. shut us down, I think, or at least some of the conversations I've had where people are really, they don't like the world the way it is now. And so it's easy to go back to that or to fight to that, mm. whether it's make, you know, in politics, the language of making America great again. And I don't know exactly where that mm. again point as a point of reference is. Or, you know, oh, the music today, these kids today, <laughs> get off my lawn. You right. know, there's all of that kind of talk. And now here's the thing. God calls us to remember. And that memory is a very active and participatory kind of thing. But that's different mm. than nostalgia, I think. Well, oh, so. big, majorly different. It's remembering for a purpose, mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. like, you know, remembering the faithfulness mm. of God in our lives or remembering so as to not yeah. do something again or, you know, <laughs> yeah, like that. But like, yeah. you, you um, mentioned magical thinking, and mm -hmm. I did want to come back to that and say that was the Joan Didion mm -hmm. book that the year of mm -hmm. magical, thinking. magical thinking. Mm -hmm. But I think you're exactly right. Melinda, and, and though I'm thinking about funerals, there is something beautiful about all the good things, but you can also say, of course, we, we all knew that so-and-so mm -hmm. also could be this yeah. way, you know, there can be mm -hmm. some truth yeah. peppered in well, a thought, little. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. uh, I get my mind where totally. it's more like avoidance of something that's conflict or something that's sad or something that makes you feel bad. And that's why mm -hmm. we want to draw to those special or happy memories mm -hmm. of the past when even though you know like mm -hmm. with the definition of being imaginative yes like we're hoping or we wish it would be that way it doesn't mean it wasn't true but we want it without the conflict let's li mm -hmm. let's just live in butterflies mm -hmm. and rainbows yes. instead of real life where there is good and bad yeah. in it and how mm -hmm. how is so how can like I still like the question how does nostalgia have a benefit in playing into that into living our real lives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well yeah and thinking specifically about that because anyone's nostalgia you know it might be mm. I might think it was good for me but the 50s if you were mm -hmm. African-American, mm -hmm. a woman, maybe, no, thank you, you know, or um, it's, it's who you are also points back to you choose the mm -hmm. nostalgia based on that, what it was to you. Uh, um, but 
but it might not have been right. good for yeah. everyone. Same thing even like mm-hmm. with, um, yeah. you know, what age era or what age window are you thinking? When I was 12, what, what you know, in mm-hmm. on the average at the, as a 12 year old, I mean, I'm sure I had all happy memories. What kind of conflict can I have as a preteen, you know, other than mm-hmm. school or maybe like peer pressure and bullying and all that. But besides that, as a kid, the perspective as a preteen or a teenager is different from now where I have, I could tell you everything bad of what happened last week, you know, but we don't have time for that in this conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> It is the, I, you know, I, I think that when nostalgia kind of disconnects us from the present, yeah. It, it yeah. becomes counterproductive. Mm-hmm. I like remembering. I mean, that's, I'm grateful that I can remember song lyrics. I can sing you the nine minute version of American <laughs> Pie by oh Don McLean that I learned in eighth grade. It's permanently stuck. We do have time for that. My don't brain. <laughs> and- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Yes. When we're off the air, I will sing it to you. But um, that, you know, like it's it's being um, Mm. using it as an escape from now isn't the same thing as remembering well and being grateful for those times that were simpler. You know, Um, I. I don't think I could memorize a nine minute song now if my life (laughs) depended on it. So, yeah. Or, or I think about nostalgia. I'll think back to certain things and I will have that nostalgic view. And then Mm -hmm. I will say, uh, but I also remember this about that. I, you know, so it's perspective Mm -hmm. and I remember some lovely things, but I also remember some of the reality of mm-hmm. it too. And so I think that having the fuller perspective and not just the um, mm. cotton candy view, you know, in the rear view mirror is, is helpful. Well, I, I don't think know if everybody's to... brain, uh, Go I was going to say, I think everybody's brain craves cotton candy. Yes. You know, I think we're craving it you know, like I talked about earlier about the global trauma we've experienced, you know, our, our brains really hunger for that. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially as to Mark's point, as we get older, we want cotton candy because life was cotton candy when we were five and eight yeah. and all the rest, generally not for everybody, of course, but, um, it it's soothing. It's a great defense mechanism. It's co- a way to cope. And, um, sometimes denial can be really helpful in our <laughs> lives, but generally speaking, yeah. it's not a place in which, mm-hmm. you know, we live. So I'm guessing that there are statistics. I don't know them, but you, Melinda, just what you said made me think mm. of Hallmark, Hallmark movies, right? Mm-hmm. So oh I think it's goodness. interesting that yes. there's a big, big plug and boon. And I think a whole lot more people watching them in December when, when we're moving toward Christmas, which might Mm -hmm. not be a happy time in every family. I'd like Mm -hmm. to view the Hallmark version of Christmas. And, you know, I wonder what the statistics are for, for December Hallmark movie watching. And then I also wonder what the statistics might 
B, have been for COVID Hallmark movie watching. You know, I'm mm-hmm. curious about well, that. And also in July, mm-hmm. they yeah. always have Christmas in July yeah, and they show Christmas movies. Right you know, all of July. So what is that saying? And I wonder if that started marketing COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We want, we want the bow on top of the box. Yeah. That's so, you know, nostalgia doesn't make us hopeful. Hmm. You know, that just occurred to me Hmm. being the external processor. Nostalgia doesn't create um, hope, you know, in the same way that remembering even if if you're remembering a bunch of hard stuff and you live in a hard place in a hard time in this hard world um nostalgia just drains Mm. hope from you because you can't possibly look forward maybe there's cotton candy just up ahead along with kale so (laughs) well you're making me think about counseling So people go into therapy and they're dealing with some hard things, but they're doing it. So to come out the other side, more healed and whole. And I think that that's a hopeful journey, even though you're going to address hard things. And I hadn't thought about it in that way until you said that, Michelle. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I I've thought of this, I'm deciding whether I want to jump into this or not, but you know, we moved to California in, um, February 1, 2021. And it has not been a kind move. It's been a surprising move. (laughs) It's, it was always my dream. And I, I wonder sometimes if I didn't make this move because of nostalgia, Mm. I had the best years with my parents in Southern California. Um, it was the eighties and nineties. Those were wonderful, you know, years, you know, economically, generally speaking, not for everybody, but history will write it that way. And we had, you know, I have wonderful memories. So came out here. Well, it's not, it's not the eighties and nineties anymore. Mm -hmm. Gas is expensive and the houses in our County started a million bucks. And, you know, it's a, it's a different world, but to your point, Michelle, what I, I notice is my nostalgia cranks in and you and I actually talked about this in front of my house (laughs) before we moved Mm -hmm. sitting in, in your car you know, Oh, everything was great here. We had, we had friends, we had a great house, you know, all of you, you know, been there and we've shared times there, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's that kind of glamorizing it again, Mm -hmm. things were okay. Well, akin to the Israelites, right. We Mm -hmm. might've been slaves, but at least we had this Mm -hmm. because what we have in our present to your point, Michelle is uh, unpalatable or, you know, difficult and, you know, we're trying to survive it. So I think it can keep us from being present Mm -hmm. and thinking coherently about what are next steps? What do I really Mm -hmm. like? That door is shut. Obviously, if everything was perfect, we wouldn't have moved. Mm -hmm. So I think it's having a correct view of our lives and digging a little deeper. And as people of faith, we do that with God's presence Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about make America great again. I never really thought about what again meant. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know what the reference was supposedly to like, when was, what were we trying to recreate? What century? Not <laughs> now. What the answer is not now. <laughs> so ill-defined. I'm yeah. guessing it was, you know, the fifties, um, you know, the early part of the post-war boom, 
but that's just that's just me overlaying on top of you know the experience of what it is you know how it's kind of played itself out mm-hmm. um i but isn't I, it interesting I, how that hasn't been thought through mm-hmm. it just sounds like a great phrase but mm-hmm. what is well, it referring to all right so i don't not hmm. to get political but <laughs> but but i will only say this that um make America great again. There's been a whole lot of white supremacy mm. that has risen to the surface mm-hmm. surrounding that, that phrase, I think. And, and that is not making America great again mm-hmm. at all. But I, but that's, I think there are many other things. That's just one that always pops into the forefront mm-hmm. of my brain. Well, and to your point, races might have a feel like we've never had a great time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. We're, we're, we can't what even point we make- back to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yes, yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. My childhood, it's interesting. Um, My childhood, the early part of my childhood was spent um, the vacations that we took. I think I've, I may have shared this at one time um, on a podcast, actually, that there were a lot of places that Jewish Mm. families were not allowed to live and not allowed Mm. to go on vacation. Um, And so I look back on my childhood, which was really, you know, there was, a, there were a lot of fun vacations, for example, but they were surrounded with other Jewish people at resorts because there were a lot of places that my parents didn't feel safe going mm. or they weren't permitted to go. Mm-hmm. So my, my nostalgia for those fun times, if I'm going to remember them, um, appropriately is to be able to add the context that I understand. I'm grateful for those times. And I think facts have a way of kind of um, deflating the nostalgia bubble a little bit, um, you know, or, or at least giving it some context. You know, the, the word in the New Testament, when Jesus talks about remembering um, as he's talking about communion, the word, and I'm, I only know how to read it. So if I'm mispronouncing it, somebody write Anita and tell <laughs> me how to say it better or not. Anamnesis, which is um, this, a Greek word, and it means to bring to active remembrance. So it's like you're participating. Mm. It's not just um, trying to remember some facts about a time, but it's actually participating. And so it demands that kind of remembrance demands Mm. there can't be a bubble Mm. of nostalgia in order to remember um, well. So, um, so are we thumbs down on nostalgia? Well, what do we, I mean, I don't know. I think especially, you know, people in as in older years, mm-hmm. they really, that's, can be a feast to them to remember. Mm-hmm. The oh, I love that times, word. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I also understand from like, I was referring to our own journey here. It can keep us from um, not thinking coherently or mm-hmm. with clarity mm-hmm. about ha- having a wise perspective mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how things really were. I think mm-hmm. we're all called to that no matter yeah, and yeah, you know, what situation we're in. 
I think mm-hmm. it keep can keep us stuck. Yeah. And yeah, also. Melinda, you said it earlier. Yeah, a Mark, bit too, go ahead. About, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with reminiscing or thinking about the good parts, but we can't live there. You said mm-hmm. earlier, we can't stay in that place mm-hmm. right. and be in this fantasy world, mm-hmm. you know, forever. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's, it, I think it's an accent, mm. not the main course, maybe, you know, based Good. on what you just said, Melinda, mm-hmm. um, you know, more and more as I have conversations with older people and they all seem older than me, um, <laughs> when I, <laughs> except for maybe like my grandkids, but everybody else seems older than me. But when I am speaking to older people and I, I kind of hear those powerful reminiscences, reminiscences, I want to honor them. But at the same time, I, I always want to invite people, well, what does mm. that mean for now? What does that look like? How, how do you jive with what your life is like now? Is there goodness that's connected to today because of what happened yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Is there, let's see if I can't, is there goodness from yesterday that can be connected to today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That turns nostalgia Mm -hmm. into remembering maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a question to be still with Mm -hmm. and to ponder and see what comes up, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Good. Definitely Mm -hmm. good food for thought. Um, as conversation group always is, mm-hmm. um, mm. let's, uh, yeah, that really was good. And I'm going to be thinking about this actually beyond just our conversation yeah. here. I think we're all yeah, kind of drifting off into our own thoughts right now. <laughs> actually, okay, everybody come back. You guys. <laughs> um, and, and I'm thinking let's, let's move to our last few minutes to back to a light question. Let's we'll come back and do another conversation group uh, on the podcast again. So we'll hang on to any uh, other questions and revisit them. But let's go back to a, a, a light one here to wrap up our time. And I'm trying to think which one. Uh, I'll just take them in order. So I'll go to the next one. What's one item or one or two <laughs> that you have to buy the name <laughs> brand of? I laugh. Oh. I What's an item or two? Yeah, it's Mark, what are you laughing? It's Q-tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Why? I don't, like I don't know why that came to mind. So That's amazing. When you said that to us earlier, and I read it, I'm like, oh, it's Q-tips. Because I've seen the, I've bought other <laughs> off-brands where they were like the plastic um, stick. Oh, yeah. And they're just not yes. stable and firm. <laughs> I know that's such a nerdy thing to say, but Q-tips, man, I will never stray from Q-tips I love it. Um, ever again. <laughs> so no right. dollar store Q-tips for you. <laughs> no, that's great. That's funny. Oh, and that, I love that. Um, well, let's, we'll keep going. And if you have a second mm-hmm. one, we'll come back around too. Cause I, I think this is so funny. Who else? Yeah. Yeah. Melinda. I think for me, okay, you know how people say, oh, buy generic, it's the same thing. And I don't feel like I always find that to be true. And so I think when I'm sick or I want to get like 
Advil or whatever. I know it costs an arm and a leg more, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? This is me. And I deserve <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like brand so or whatever. Q-tips. Yeah. So I go for the, the name. Yeah. Yes. yeah aren't they? Things. And they're health type things. Ugh. As far as like, um, well, even knockoff grocery stuff. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, this isn't the yep. same. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think I kind of have my kind degree, of, yep, Mark. Yep, are yeah. you with me? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love yeah. this. I love this. So I have to try things out. And if, if they don't measure up, then I'm back to the name brand. <laughs> I'm laughing because Michelle made pointed out that you were talking about drugstore things and I, I started out thinking about food, but when you mentioned drugstore things, I'm all about the generic. I'm, I'm getting Walletin, not Claritin every time. Price <laughs> difference is huge and it's the same ingredients, you know, and I, and I, I feel good, et cetera. So I'm always doing that, but, but food items sometimes, and largely I thought that the store brand and in Florida, I will say, I do think Publix's brand of anything mm. is as good as the other store brand uh, or as, as the regular brands, but Mike will not let me buy anything other than like French's mustard, a a name brand mustard, yellow mustard, you know? So I'm like, okay, all right. I know this now. Um, But I'm trying to think of, I think I grew up with um, store brand stuff all the time. Uh, I'm so, so I'm trying to think if there's something I, I'm mayonnaise, man. Mm. I like my Hellman's, I will say. And I've tried store brand all the time of, in different brands, but I don't know, Michelle. People have very strong feelings about mayonnaise. And now <laughs> that I'm living in the South, there's this whole other layer mm. of mayonnaise brands that just people are very mm-hmm. committed to Dukes or yeah. um, yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I buy the store brand of almost everything, but Ooh. as I've listened to you talk, and that includes the wall drill and the wall, every, <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. um, whatever is the cheapest. I'm like, <laughs> it's the same. They're just repackaging it. It's some, the manufacturers making it. And I'm a long time Aldi shopper. If somebody's listening and they don't know what Aldi is, it's, um, it's kind of a bare bones um, approach to shopping that um, they're owned by the same people that own Trader Joe's. But going to Aldi means that there are some store brands, but there's a lot of things with very zany names that are hilarious that because they didn't want to just say Aldi brands. So they they make up zany names for things. And I will say I've mostly not, I've mostly been pretty pleased, but I will not buy the Aldi oh. ketchup ever, ever again. Okay. What happened, Michelle? It's yes. just, it's just the ketchup <laughs> of despair. Just, Is it runny or too runny? runny. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad, sad <laughs> ketchup. So I'm, I'll, I'll take the weird, you know, Q-tips from the dollar store. I'll take the weird, weirdly named, you know, <laughs> Advil. But um, I, I want to see a name brand on my ketchup. So. Okay. I want to talk about name brands you and mayonnaise. Hellman's. Hellman's. The, the queen of heaven, mayonnaise. 
<laughs> in California, it, this is the name of it. The same brand, Best mm. Foods. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's Hellman's. How do you name something Best Foods? That sounds like the dollar store. It yes. does sound like the dollar store. But it actually is Hellman's and it got bought out. And so mm -hmm. I thought that Best Foods in the grocery store here was the knockoff. And it's yeah. actually the queen of mayonnaise. <laughs> that is hilarious. Watch out folks. Yes. No idea. Right. No idea. I did think of a drugstore thing I, that I will not buy any other brand Carmex mm. only. That's my lip stuff. Do they have fake Carmex? Well, you know, like, like chapstick or Burt's Bees. No, 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 no. No, Carmex. Do you hear yourself, Michelle? You're call you're you're saying generic is fake. They said fake, <laughs> fake brands. brands. This is why yeah. I buy the real yes. brand. Yes. <laughs> well, I challenge you to go to an Aldi if you can find one. It just soak in the zany names oh, of the funny. products. I feel like it's like it's just funny that things are. <sighs> named the way they are so oh, america yeah we are, we are this is super american oh, absolutely gosh. well oh that felt good to end on that oh. <laughs> I'm i feel tired <laughs> oh you guys uh thank you this was great um fun food for thought <laughs> and just, uh, and some good food for thought and just general fun for sure. Uh, any, any last comments or are we good? Well, if we're going <laughs> to eat food for, if we're going to do food for thought, let's make sure it's a good name <laughs> brand food for thought and just not, to make not sure fake. that we're thinking of the best. <laughs> not fake. Very good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Not generic. No. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I will say this in the show notes, I'll link to uh, all of you so people know how to find you. Um, Michelle, especially you, author Michelle Van Loon, so they know Whatever. books that you've written <laughs> all <that> stuff. <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't say all that on the front end, but you know, we'll, we'll okay. give that stuff in the show notes. Um, thanks, everyone. Mark, Melinda, Michelle, um, just a treat to be on with you yes. and have some good conversation, really. Yes. Sure. Thanks. Right. Smiley face emoji. There you go. Right. Send the email producer at anitalustria.com and everyone else, please keep the conversation going. Thank you.